The intermediate line-off is a language and concept warning for the entire show. The opinions of the guests may not be shared by the opinions of the Intermediate Line podcast. The Intermediate Line is brought to you by NervousWater.com.au. Thomas & Thomas Fly Rods, Shilton Fly Reels and Call & Fly Lines. Powerpole Total Boat Control. Ketterfly Apparel, from time on the water to you. Beast Brushes, we stay in our lane of experience to improve your experience. Welcome back to another podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, Volts, as you know, and this guest, I want to introduce him in a special way. This guy never cut it as a poor man stealing. Um, I can't remember the rest of the words. Fucked it. Oh, oh man. How are you going just... to remember, man? Oh, I, I'm, I'm hoping he's here to remind me, you know? <laughs> I pride myself in not knowing the rest of what you were about to say. Good one, Chattelback. Come on, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah. Chattelback. <laughs> oh, good one. Yeah. We got we got the the highly esteemed Mr. Chad Ploy with us. How are you, Chad? Oh, fantastic. Just um just chilling quite literally in my shed. It's uh it's a bit cold. Right. So I really appreciate the weather report, mate, but let's move on to the fishing. Um so so Chad Many people will know, and we'll just go straight off the bat here, and we'll introduce you in this way, mate. That um, you know, you're one of one of Australia's premier uh, commercial fly ties, and uh, you know your flies get seen all around the, all around the globe. Um, you mainly target saltwater and and freshwater natives. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yep. That's uh, that's my main bag. I really really enjoy that and tying what works for them basically right your honor i also put it to the courtroom that chad also enjoys doing what he does is that true chad it's correct it's correct ask my family that's why i don't see them enough yeah that's just (laughs) flat out weird mate who the hell enjoys fly tying yeah i know it is a bit strange it's like a therapy uh, thing right it, it yeah it can be for sure but it's just working out little parts of the puzzle and and uh, putting it into something that works, and then tie it a thousand times. 
See, that's that's a bit different, though, right? I mean, like, um, I mean, I, I'm sure you'd agree too, Volts. I mean, there's two different ways to look at this, you know, like what you just said there, um, um, Chad, in regards to putting the piece of the puzzle together or another way of putting it problem solving. Mm. You know, that's different to the commercial fly tying. And, and can you see that, Volts? Can you see the difference in, like, you know, like what, what would be of interest to a, a lot of people? Like it's robotic, repetitive tying or, or problem yeah. solving, you know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Look, as a non... As a non-commercial tire, you know, I'm a hobby tire. I, I tie specifically when I do ties for a trip, man. Like it's like, you know, I'm going here, I'm doing that. I'm tying very specific things. I'm generally not tying too many of them, um, you know, so it keeps the fun in it. But, like, I totally admire commercial ties, the ability to put aside the time and to put put everything into tying, you know, in flies, uh, you know, to a, to a recipe or to an order. Um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine the challenge that is for you guys, man. Like, um, someone like Nickel Chad here, like it's, it's probably, you know, does it get monotonous or what? Um, yeah, it does. But you find, I, I find that more so now that I've ducked over into, um, into tying mainly stock. Um, yeah. but you still find you know, ways to to enjoy it by um, I can just tie what I want, what I feel yep. like working at the time or what, what I feel like tying at the moment. You know, it's like, man, I'm so sick of tying game changes or I'm sick of tying bend backs or whatever it is. Yep. I, can just, I can just do what I want instead of, oh, man, I've got eight. 10 inch game changes to tie this sucks yeah <laughs> i'm getting ptsd that, just hearing this you know, man and that's what that's what you have to tie so i don't have to do that now which is which is really good and you just yeah. try and find um ways to to keep it interesting like my my thing is to just be as consistent as i can and make everything yeah right. copies of the next fly and and um you know, whether it be picking the right place on a bucktail to to choose to tie this bunch of flies and then try and find bucktails that are all similar so they don't look different, sure. picking feathers from a hide in the same spot so everything is just the same. It's all going to yep. be exact. Touches of rain man there. <laughs> Sorry? Touches of rain man by the sounds of it, right? madness yeah <laughs> <laughs> no look it's uh it is it is the art and it? it's um yeah speaking on my from my own experience there there was not there was i must admit chad if i have my time again and we've had this discussion before yeah. but I'll, I'll share it on the podcast as well um there's no way that i would tie bespoke flies you get pulled in all different fucking directions and it's just the hardest way to make money the uh the the tie game changer to use a game changer as an example uh yeah, the the fly even at even at commercial pace is is you know maybe fifty minutes or something like that. Um, you know if you're dicking around or you're on you know like got a phone call or something, maybe it takes an hour. But to when take you that, call me. what? <laughs> when you call me, you just keep working. You just keep powering through those calls. Anyway, you have that mate. same problem. I get a lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times I get answered like, uh, "Hey Chad, uh, what's the time there?" Uh huh. <laughs> so you're clearly concentrating. Okay, so I get it. It's not a problem. I'm not offended by it. But I just think that maybe you could pay a bit more attention to your friends. But hey, I'm not here to judge. Um, but getting back, getting back to it, 
the point of like I think so people can understand that like, the difficulty in in this. It's a, like again, um, no one's expecting anyone to feel sorry for anyone, but it's a it's a tough way to make a bit of coin because it's uh to take that fly off that takes an hour and just to put another one back on, uh you know for the price that they cost, you know like let's say let's say we're looking at, you know forty bucks, which um, and minus the materials, you take the materials out of that out of that particular fly, and you're not on you're not on the best money, you know really in the day. And that's to say that you take take the fly off device and put another one straight back on. No sitting up, no getting a drink, no talking on the phone, anything like that. That's 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 the um that's the way you got to make money with production tying, and you've got to be mirror image of the one before it. It's tough, man. It's hard. Yeah, totally. That's that's right, and um, that's that's it is. It's the only way to do it. You have to just be able to to focus and stay on that task and just. And just go for it you know for me i will prep out um and then i will just tie them and then tie you know 10 or whatever and no trim just rip in and and then just refocus the next day or whatever and and then that's trim day you know you just gotta Mm -hmm. try and separate everything like you said if you start trimming tire trim tight you know like you just you lose your flow and you just got to keep moving so i just try and change it up and and do different things to um to keep it interesting for myself and to to stay quick enough yeah it must be it must be a challenge you know like having that you know obviously you've just said there's a level of autonomy in there but also at the same time you know autonomy in what you're going to tie that day but you know you're bound by by the constraints of the, the pattern, for example, and you know, get remaining consistent throughout those those ten flies or whatever's on the list for that day. You know, it must be a real challenge, man. Like, how how do you stay consistent? Do you, do you have like a do you have like a prototype there that you you look at to get the proportions right, or do you do you hold some like a photo up and go look at this photograph? Is that sort of like those things um <laughs> i play nickelback backwards at five eight speed on my 45 record player yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice nice no that's <laughs> that's terrible um no i don't i don't have any any templates prototypes yeah. anything like i just i just know how they should look how they should feel and after tying them so many times you just know exactly the density that you want with brushes that you're putting onto shanks and mm-hmm. it, it just becomes very yeah, autonomous and, and easy and you just flow through um same with the trimming you just you just get very used to specific cuts and the way you do it way you start trimming and the way you finish you know what you want to hit last and what you want to hit first and it's uh yeah it all just sort of gets a lot easier the more the more you do and you've done a bunch of them so you do have others sitting in front of you as well so you sort of yep. just eyeballing oh yeah no they all do definitely look the same basically do you find that there's a um there's a stage that you prefer or that you prefer to do last or i mean obviously you're bound by the order there but is there something you'll procrastinate doing because you don't like it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i i guess um yeah the trim the trim is always 
the trim. Yeah. But the trim is the hardest bit. It, you know, you can anyone can tie the tie the brushes on the shanks and and do all that. Um, that takes, and there's certainly very very small things that you can make mistakes with doing that simple process that can mm. screw you over in the end too. So you've got to make sure that everything is spot on before you start the trim. But then when you do that, you want to make sure that using, yeah, the rights that I have like three different pairs of scissors that I use and mm. there's, you know, you might get to put the eyes on and the eyes might not be perfect. So then oh, trim, trim around the eyes a bit to, to bring it all back into line and you've got to make sure you don't lose that as well, you know, start, start going nuts and trimming too much off. It's it's a balancing act. Yeah. I bought a few um, uh, game changers, uh, slow waters off you over the years and they've all been amazingly consistent um, and durable. Um, uh, so, you know, you obviously – you've um you got your processes down bloody bloody consistent mate so um yeah well done there um i just you know i guess what i'm saying is i i admire that in in uh you know the level of concentration to get that consistency um do you enter like do you listen to music um this is not a bullshit question but like how do you how do you get your brain in that state to to um to do what could be a repetitive yet creative task like two contradictory things in in my personality anyway for, uh for me mu um yeah music i do i listen to music i listen to um you know different podcasts and different things like that but yeah. also i have adhd so yeah as much as that can be a nuisance for, <laughs> for my family but yeah. it 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 really gives me hyper focus and it helps me just be able to really stay mm. on that one thing that I'm focused on for long periods of time and to the annoyance of other people around me sometimes it yeah just you can really stay in the game for a long time whereas most people just they don't they don't have the attention span for it whatever and they just they just can't handle it and they'll, they'll be out of there. Yeah, whereas almost five years now I've been commercial tying mm. and, um, and I, yeah, still just walk in here, start tying and can just straight into it and just stay in, in the zone. A lot yep. of the times as well, uh, my time that I can really put the most effort in is when i'm on afternoon shift at work so yep. I'll, I'll tie in the morning till like 12 30 but by that time that's when i'm starting to really you know get get into the groove of it and then i've got to stop and go to my day job you know mm. <laughs> mm. and a lot of the times it's ah i'm just in the middle of this sure. i don't want to go to work like because I, I need to finish this you know you just get so hyper focused into things yeah but then um but then also on the other side of the coin if you yeah if you're um if you're burning out and you're you know not super into it you can't 
you just can't get into the zone. It's hard it's hard to, to force it. yourself to do it. Yeah, right? you just it's it's hard to just stay in that in that mindset for a and long I, time. Okay, that's what I'm I, I have I have trouble tying game changers now. I, there's there's a few that I've got to tie some for myself. There's people I want to gift some to, you know, as well. And um, you know, the idea is just sitting down for an hour behind a fly. It's funny, I didn't know you were up to five years. Like I think that's sort of where I stopped. I think I did about three years part time and two years full time. Um and during that full time time, fuck man, I don't know how many game changers I tied. You know, like I I would do, I don't know, ten a day or something like that for just what seemed like weeks on end of nothing else, you know. So it's the yeah. the idea of just sitting there, and, the, and and like you know, I used to fantasize about you know if I could do all these the same color, I'd be so much faster, you know. Instead of <laughs> you know, it's uh instead of having bits of colors here, I'd be able to use better yield on my materials and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, geez, yeah. I tell you, yeah. But uh, the idea of starting one now, man, I've actually got yeah. I've actually got a new um. A new way of doing the slow water game changer. I I did tie one and, and I swam it on the weekend. That I want to. We you and I have given a brief talk about Volta. You wouldn't. You'd be hearing this for the first time, but it's um it should make the whole process a lot easier, and it should make the whole um it should make the whole casting them. You should be able to chuck. You, you should be able to chuck a six inch slow water game changer on a five weight pretty easily. You know. So hang yeah. on. Is there a different like a construction to the fly? Or? Yes, there is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, there is, and um, I was going to film it. I went went um, fishing the other week with um, with Jakey, and um, but the water was too dark, and I wanted to show it on it because there's never any videos of the slow water game changer on a um, on a sinking line, and and I've been wanting to show just how just how incredible those fucking things swim under the water, you know, like on a sinking line, um, you know, and so I tried to get on there, but this legend. Tied it, tied it black with uh with a with a brown body, and it was in just completely tea stained water, and was just like, "Do you get it, Jake? Yeah, I could sort of see it." Then we saw the footage, is like, "Oh man, that looks <laughs> there's there's no way you can make this out." So um, it's coming. It um, but it so I'm a bit excited about that. I could tie a couple of those, I guess, and and it would make probably make it easier for you commercially tying as well. I reckon so. It's, yeah, I guess um pretty motivated about that coming out um so i get a, get a bit of a rejuvenation but getting back to the point i suppose is the um that repetitive work mm. yeah man I, I feel for you you know like it's um is there any lackluster in what you're doing now are you um are you still charging or you're still is there any uh, is there any sort of um i wouldn't say resentment but i mean let's just say sort of lack of motivation to, to keep going these days or is the um is the is canning bespoke flies really really maintaining your interest in what you do yeah well yeah double-edged sword i guess it, it certainly has because I've, I've actually got my wish which was to just you know like you just said i wish i could just tie this color or this you know at least just this one pattern 50 or 100 times and mm. and then on to the next thing instead of can i have two of these one of these can I have three of these, but all in yeah. different colours? And this, you know, that's that's what slows you down. And I know I remember ordering off you, Chris, when you were commercial tying, and you and I'd be like, "Oh, can I get a vampire?" And you're like, "No, you can have six. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm <laughs> you not. Can't. I'm not tying one. I'm yeah, like, I'll be oh. fucked if I'm packing up what I'm doing, setting up for one vast vampire, packing that away to tie you one clouser after that. Yeah, exactly. No, you can have okay, six. That's... 
Yeah, yeah. bang the ass. Um, <laughs> so, wow. cool, so that was cool too. People say it though. People do it. You know, oh, and yeah, I, I don't think they mean anything by it, but they just they don't understand. You know, that um, that vampire is what eight bucks. By the time I pack up, you know, whatever it is, twelve bucks. Let's say it's even fifteen bucks. By the time I packed up, set up, tied tied the fly, yeah, put the put stuff away, there. got more materials out for another fly. That's well and truly burned fifteen dollars. You know. That's right. There goes, there goes twenty minutes or half an hour or whatever to you know oh, decide, 10, 10 and then minutes, go. Oh, yeah. oh damn! I don't have the eyes. <laughs> oh, I don't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always, well, if you got to make the eyes. eyes, you know, there's, there's, there's yeah, exactly. Your time's gone completely. That's right. You got to get the get the stuff out pieces. to make eyes and yeah. everything, and it's yeah, it can it can be a pain. So that that has been good because I've been able to just oh yeah, cool. I'm doing this and I'll, I can focus on just tying those, but, um, but also the, the, um, you know, the bespoke custom stuff, someone, someone wants a 12, 12 inch slow water game changer in a certain, certain colors. And it's just like, that sounds like a sick fly. I want to make that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We and, and it's things like that, that, do keep you motivated and focused when you're uh, when you're custom tying, even though, like you said, you know, <laughs> you, you don't make the best money out of it. Yes, you charge good dollars for the flies, but there's a lot more than just tying it that goes into the process. It's me talking to the to the to the customer and yeah, and you know, making sure that they get exactly what they want, and then. I've got a oh shit! I don't have any of them brushes. I've got to make sure I've got those cut. Oh shit! Chris doesn't even make that exact color, that color brush. Hey, Chris, man, can you <laughs> custom yeah. make a brush this color for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. and then the custom line of of making things goes on to on to Chris then of. Oh, God damn, he wants to make me to make one packet of this <laughs> colour brush. He loves that. When I could just make a hundred brushes it. of this one colour. So. <laughs> it's the same as the one vampire, man. No, it's exactly. A, so we it's all, all feel the burn. But Chad, in the end, it's cool to, to do best to, something Best different. to contact him at 2.30 in the morning when you want custom stuff. This is, I can yeah, see sure. it coming from a mile away. That's right. Chad, with that, with, that, with that collaboration, you know, with, with that chat, to um to you know the consumer yeah do, and you know their feedback you you obviously offer them you know any any thoughts you might have on on um you know what they're after and you know how to how to uh how to fish it etc um you know understand the application but do you feel part of that capture of a trophy fish when you know when it when it comes through yeah of course massively i think that's another big part of what's keep you know keeping me going as well is yeah. is uh it's, it's a little bit different now because of the you know the disconnect between my customers because chris is on selling my flies even though those people do still contact me um, yeah because when they is, contact me i'm like don't fucking talk to me okay don't talk to me <laughs> no i don't i don't say that that's, that's obviously <laughs> don't waste true. my time yeah, I don't have enough money to even have a conversation with you. I mean, in fact, this is costing me money now. Go exactly. away. <laughs> Sorry, let's go. Um, 
but you, you know, do feel no, a sense of pride and, and achievement. You feel almost like you're there on the boat with them when when that yeah, beat you. you, do, you yeah, 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 yeah. You totally do because because you know you'll you'll recommend so or they'll want something, and you yeah. might even. Oh, I don't know that I think you might want to run with something like this and and you're putting yourself on the line then because you're you know you're well that's it too kind of know. changing their mind but you know it's gonna be a better it's gonna work better because you know that you've you've fished it a hundred times and, and and that's what's gonna that's what's gonna work and they might want all these different things and you work together to make this fly. So it's, it is a long process, yeah. but you also get to know the person on the other end really well. And I've made some amazing friends through that process too, which is also another big part of why I love it. But definitely with the end product of man, I just sent him that fly that I thought would work in a place that I'd never fished. And it, sometimes it's, it's only a few days later and they send you photos. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's sick. That mm. is, that's, that's as good cool, as it gets. Man. That's cool. What are some of the most memorable captures on, on ploy flies? Um, for you? For me, yeah. For, well, for me, um, probably springs to mind straight away is probably um, Kurt's. Uh, Black Marlin up at uh, Fraser yeah. um, on one of my tubes. Um, yeah, yeah, countless amounts of big barra and things like that. But um, countless, yeah, come on, mate. Well, no, I'm kidding. I I'm kidding. No, no, Probably sorry. because I can't be bothered <laughs> counting. They just, you know, it's, it's cool. <laughs> That's the countless aspect. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's, hey, this. Listen, man, you, you, I just checked the last time you came on this episode, and that was July 31st, 2021. Rolsey, do you remember what year it was when I gave you the very, very first slow water game changer ever made that I'm hoping you've got in a glass cabinet now? <laughs> I, I have lost some flies um, over the, uh, the oh, year. Oh, are, you, are you telling me that was in the in your glad box? No, but there's oh, – what I'm – I was sort of building it up to let you down, but no, I haven't lost that one yet. So, in fact, oh, cool. um, I didn't. Um, uh, I haven't used it since, man. In fact, I can tell you the first time that fly saw water was the twenty seventh of October, twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, because I was thinking that, um, you know, there's been some great captures on the like, you know, Chad's achieved some great captures on the slow water game changer, and I was wondering if it was even around. Um, the last time. So that was when the slow water game changer first came out. Was uh, October twenty twenty. Yeah, I don't, a, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I don't know if I was. I can't remember if I was even tying it then, or it was very much in its infancy. Oh, it was new as mate. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, um, it was right yeah. at the start. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Valter, you were one of the first guys that. That um, he was the first grabbed some, it... that grabbed some. Obviously, from you, but from oh, sorry, me. yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, I'll I shut purchased up. Um, I purchased some off him. Um, I got some black and golds. So I got some whites. With I asked for this. Um, I got this really cool car. I thought it was really cool. It was it was all white. Um, I think you might call it nose candy or Escobar or something. Um, oh yeah, 
Escobar is the name of the brush. Yeah, okay. What are some notes? Okay. Um, and I got the grey gray foam tabs in there. It was such a cool contrast, hey. Um, I really was happy the way that came out because it ended up like a, almost like a de facto um, uh, or like, a, say, a mackerel sort of pattern, you know, old Rapalas that had the... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the slimy mackerel sort of stripes on it. Um, For sure. Yeah, it had a cool contrast and... Um, yeah, man, it was. Uh, it looked triple sexy, eh? Hey? So. They're cool. Yeah, they're a cool fly. Just, just like you said, you straight white, and you can change it so much just by changing the phone tab colors, and that's and that's it. You know, like a, my probably my favorite, most successful is just straight white with tan, tan tabs. Yeah, and good looking. It's, yeah. Just looks looks great and. Yeah, I did there's, that there's no colouring and there's no <laughs> you don't have to do anything, you know. It's it works. It's yeah, it's great, great fly. Yeah. yeah. That was, that colour actually caught the very first bass on a slow water game changer. Mm. Oh, fuck. Was, yeah. But, um, yeah. So that, no, it so, yeah. certainly works. It's uh it's a good good combo that colour. I actually caught the first Jewfish as well, that one as well. Yeah, I've got only Jewy on that as well. It's uh, I, it's a cool colour. The first year I got to eat a slow water game changer, that was on top water actually, that uh, three-inch game changer um, on a floating line. Uh, that was that white and tan, same the same one that caught the first bass. Wow. Yeah, so it's um, pretty cool. I think um, I think the first barrett eat it was uh, one you tied for um, uh, Jonathan Brooks, right? Uh, that was – that that fly was for uh, – for Jimmy, Jimmy B, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's right. Yeah, I tied it to Jimmy because he he saw your post and he was he was very quick into my DMs. <laughs> Can you get a few of these to me? So I did, and then he very soon after moved from North Queensland down to uh, down to Vic and didn't get a chance to give them a swim in the impoundment so he gave them to uh yeah to brooksy to, to brooksy yeah and then brooksy obviously got that mega, the, froth. Oh. The, the froth yeah and he yeah. got that sick eat and it's yeah, all right. on youtube it's a, yeah that's an epic video so, so yeah that was one of the first barrel on it no i think it was the first barrel to eat it. i think because Volta, you said you you missed one, didn't you? On that very first one, I I ever tied. That's, that's yeah. Um, I remember this bit because it was. Um, do you ever when you're fishing, particularly for barrel, like it's such a such a tactile experience. Like you know when can be lots of nothing, but when you know that you know when when all hell breaks loose, it's it's going to come thick and fast. It's going to be yeah, going to be one hell of a rush, right? And this yeah. was it was one of these moments. It was like right on witching hour. You know the sun. The sun was about to go full time, and and um, we had this spot. There was suddenly there was Barra moving across the side imager, and you know had all the ingredients to success. And um, I thought, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for Chris. Oh, it's such a cool looking fly, and um, and you know it just I felt like it was the right thing to do. And um, and what a, uh, what a so, saint. So I cast in towards <laughs> the the bank on this shallow point. And um, and I just had a, a really good feeling, and it's just bang, you know. It was like one of them, 
one of them sucky sub underwater buffs, you know, like you just womp. And, um, you know, you actually, I, I maintain that I felt it through the bottom of the boat, but it, um, as, as well as like, you know, the, the hit on the line as well. But it was, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Obviously, the, the hook didn't stick. Uh, it was a bloody big boil. And um, I was like, yep, that's uh, that's enough proof for me. And I kept on throwing it right till dark. And um, I made fucko. I mean, Kyle, he got he kept fishing. <laughs> um, and he got a um, – he was using a six-inch one that Chris tied for him. Not a – that wasn't a slowie. That was um, – Oh, that's that chartreuse game changer. Yeah, that's right. That's that yeah. one? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, he pulled uh, – the meter bar on that thing and um yeah man um it's it's in a video actually if you go on youtube and look up volty fly five minutes at faust there's a there's a um there's a bit there on the um um you know there's a game changers at dusk or something i called that chat but it was pretty cool and um yeah. he, he got this thing you know rolling and jumping and it was just a cool experience man um so yeah and you know like I just asked you guys, well, asked, asked Chadwick there about, you know, how does he get derive any sort of pleasure or, or, you know, feel part of the captures? You should, man. Like both of you, you know, the, the good times rolling. Um, you know, they've, um, yeah, I think I think any fly fisherman worth worth their salt is, um, you know, lives for those opportunities and 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 experiences and moments and and you know that I, I certainly you know get a, a great deal of enjoyment and feel like, you know, well, that was Chris's fly or that's Chad's fly or, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, and uh, I think about the, the fly tire every time I, you know, tie on someone else's fly, to be honest. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I, I'll, I'll go on I, I, I prepared a statement for, no, I haven't prepared a statement, but I, I, there's something to add to that, I suppose, because it's, um, it is, it is a pretty, um, I, I mean, I'm, I apologize, Chad, this is your interview, but, um, there's something to add to that because like it, it is a big part of, of this and it still keeps going. Like I don't tie flies anymore, but you know, it's, it's awesome to see someone who might buy some materials and, you know, took a bit of advice and they get their, they get their saying their first fish. I mean, there's, um, or, or, you know, like the, the flood of fucking flood of fucking shit that eats the flash craft shit these days or something like that, you know, or, you know, just all that shit that's, um, and, and a lot of that stuff's a team effort, you know, like, uh, maybe not the slow water game changer so much. I sort of did that in a dark corner of a room one day, I suppose. But um, but a lot of the stuff is a team effort, and, and even that's fucking great as well. It's real positive. There's so much fucking negative shit that goes on, you know, because you're in an industry where people would rather be doing what you're doing than um, than their day-to-day jobs. And, you know, in, in that, just by just by the, the nature of someone wanting to do what you want to do, they will, um, you know, bring you down or do it cheaper or something like that. But what overrides all that that negative shit of someone copying what you're doing or fucking, you know, having a piece of the pie that you fucking made or or what have you, you know, like it, it all gets overridden by the fact of like that that one dude who's just got a fucking grin from ear to ear, you know, because he's, you know, he's um he's put his time and effort and he, in into you know your advice or your product or what you've made and um. And just come on, come in on top. It's I don't know about you, Chad. I mean, I'm sure you. I mean, fuck, Volts. I know for a fact that you've tied fucking plenty of fires for people who probably get the same thing. So all three of us, I'm sure, and probably a lot of people who are listening. You don't have to sell something or make something, but even when you take someone fishing, you all get that feeling. But it never goes away. It's fucking awesome every time. It overrides any negativity. A hundred percent, mate. Like, yeah, Jesus, like 
the fucking the 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 shit that goes on when you when you're in this industry is just fucking incredible. It's not you. It's you've got to be fucking resilient if you're an innovator or a builder of something because ninety percent of the people in the industry want to tear you the fuck down, and they'll they're good at it, you know. So the only thing that fucking keeps me showing up to work is 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 those people, you know, the people that just like the fishing because I love the fishing. I I love the fishing, you know, and it's uh um. You know, that's that's if I ever lost touch of that aspect of it, like fuck, this job would be a, a, a soulless fucking fucking um, pursuit. It really would be, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah, like I, I guess that um, I, w- I really wanted to paint a picture of that of the answer to that. I guess it's a good question, Volts, and I'm sure you feel the same, Chad. You know, like um, some like I can empathise with what you said earlier as far as having the uh, the the touch of the ads, you know, the ADDs in regards to um being pulled in all sorts of different directions, part of that hyper-focus is, is, is the dream, you know, of, of, of where it's going, who it's going to, what, what's, what it's, what it's potentially going to do. You know, I, I get that when I used to talk commercially, you know. I've got a reverse question for you. Right. Yeah. Because this is for both of you. Um, so as a, wearing my angler hat, right, I'm thinking, you know, when I go somewhere or go to a location, you know, I might get, if I'm exceptionally lucky personally in my own circumstance right now, this period of my life, you know, I'll get, you know, one away trip a year if I'm lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Now, for that moment, you know, that's very, very small percentage of one day. That's a very, very small percentage of one year where I'm in front of the fish at the right time, the right place. A lot of planning goes into it. Um. I put a lot of thought into the right fly. So the right fly to the right fish, the right time in the right place, right? That's what it takes to be successful. And part of me, you know, I need that to be, I really want to put my best foot forward. You know, like, you know, I want to, I want to have the, the, the leaders perfect, the fucking cast, whatever the tackle is all right. And, so I'm saying, as an angler, I put a lot of thought into it. That's the pointy end. That's the that's the sharp edge of the of the fucking katana, if you know what I mean. Yep, absolutely. As the fly. A, yeah, the fly, right? Yeah. And that and part of that is I need to believe in the person tying that fly, right? Yeah. That they know what they're doing. It's tied out of the right materials. Uh, I encourage all anglers to, to put thought into this because your time is quite limited and it's very fucking valuable. Um. As as tires, right? My question is, do you do you want to be? This might be a very obvious question, but do you want to be fished by the best anglers out there? Are you happy to be fished? You know, in, well, you know, do you want to be in these in these high pressure situations in the in the in the one offs in the in the Wimbledon finals or you know? And I'm not I'm not comparing my my saying my situation is is you know any more technically difficult than someone else's but for me that is my time right there and then do you know well, yeah no I, I yeah i totally totally get where you're coming from well put it this way when uh when chris rings you and says he's got a customer for you and and says he's a he's big customer you, you should probably drop everything to take it <laughs> yeah. um, and now, um, hang on, Chad. If I don't, if I don't mind correct you, he's a big customer. Don't fuck it up. Uh, like, don't fuck it up. I will come down there and look over your shoulder while you're <laughs> fighting. 
and um yeah. and that was that was for Dustin Half, which is just like, wow, absolutely. Which just I couldn't even believe that he'd want to buy flies off a dude in Australia in Newcastle, and yeah. and um not only that he was basically getting you know a, a few dozen custom flies you know bespoke all to his spec for mm. uh for marlin so wow. that to me was just like uh, yeah i am in the lion's den now <laughs> i cannot i can't doesn't come any highest more high yeah i can't i can't flies, right? you yeah know, like, yeah yeah, well, tarpon fly is, you know, that's big game. Obviously, you know, like that's that's heavy. You got, you know, you got a, you got a skiff. You got a, you got a, you know, the the one of the best bloody tarpon guides. You know, pushing it, casting it, whatever. But you know, marlin fly, right? You got not only that, you got a boat that's costing thousands of bucks a day to run. You got a skipper. You got two deckhands. You know. Yeah. Um, you know that stakes are up there again in terms of oh, band, absolutely. Hey. You've yeah. got other, you've got everyone else there watching him, mm. wondering what he's got and what is he doing, and he pulls out his box full of my flies. So I was just blown away, and then sends me photos of him and his dad holding <laughs> holding the bill of of a beautiful big stripe, like. Wow, man! Doesn't doesn't get any better than that to me. That was just. Did you pinch was, yourself when that happened? Pinch it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think he even said anything. He just sent a photo, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I felt yeah. like I was on the boat. Like it was it was mental how how that felt. That was crazy. Wow, Are you know, yeah. um, can you bottle that feeling? Is there is there um? Well, here's one for you. Without throwing names, is there is there something exciting coming up? You got you got a you got a high stakes trip or angler coming up mate um i don't really have any i i do have um uh, a couple of trips in mind but um definitely more you know more um local or hoping to get down to see jimmy barwick and fish is local and maybe, maybe get up get up tropical north and do that soon um but as far as customer-wise, you know, mostly it's just either, um, yeah, time, doing the stock stuff or doing a few odd custom things still for people that I, you know, either still overlies to or old customers that I just can't say no to. <laughs> I'm pretty hopeless like that. Can I go back to what you said there, Volts, about um, – I'm not sure if you uh, – like, again, it's not my interview, but I, I got some interesting spins on on that uh, that, that aspect, that, that direction, which, you know, like, Chad, I'm sure you'd agree with where I'm going to go with this, but, I mean, you you know, you you focus on, you know, uh, like, big players in that respect. But, I mean, like, the buzz is there just, just as much for everyone, really, you know? Like, it, it, that aspect of what you point out, Volts, that – you know, you get that one that one week off a year, you know, that you put everything down to that, that fly – you know, does that consideration, um, you know, weigh on you when you're tying? I would, I would wager you'd probably agree with this, Chad, because of your consistency. But it kind of doesn't, you know, because you know, like, it, you, you know, you you wouldn't take someone's money if it wasn't. Doesn't matter who the fuck they are. You wouldn't take anyone's money if it wasn't 
something you were confident with, whether it's whether it's whether it's Dustin or whether it's fucking um, you know little Jimmy who just started fly fishing a week ago, who's not going to sing you any praise at all. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's to me like the idea of exchange of money for for that for that product, no matter what it is, that that pressure is 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 as equal to everyone else. The reason. Um, I mean, like the reason, like it doesn't matter if it was Chad, um, Dustin, you know, sending it to you. It's funny, he's, Dustin's brother's name Chad. I got it mixed up then for a second, but um, um, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just that Dustin's a friend. It doesn't matter. If, like if I was referring Volts to you, it'd be the same thing. Don't fuck it up, you know. But um, yeah, absolutely. But, but at the same time, you know, like it's. I mean, I've referred friends to other fly ties as well. To be fair, you know, like it's um, you know, try and spread spread the love around amongst the ties that that are you know like help me out as well. But at the same time, that's probably the only pressure is when you when you in, include a friend to it. But that but but to go on that aspect of it, that's probably the only time I would feel um, more pressure than than a than a highly rated fly fly angler. You know, is when they're a friend. Like if I did a fly for you know either of you guys, it would embarrass the shit out of me if it didn't fucking work. You know, like um, whereas like if it's an um, no matter who who the hell their stature is in whatever they do. Um, this day and age, I, I I just believe that there's people who are better at Instagram than there's and there's people who are not so good at Instagram. But there's that doesn't mean how good their fucking angler they are, you know, at all. Um, so it's hard to measure who's an actually good angler unless they're a friend of yours and and you know them, you know. Um, but that's where it, that's where it really really comes down to any aspect of that. But at the same time, it's such a small part of it because you know you as a commercial tire, everything should be the same, everything should be um, spot on. It doesn't matter who's getting it, who's fishing it. Um, it should be, it should be bang on, you know? Um, yeah, you know what I mean? I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, like another spin on what you said there, Chad. I mean, it's very cool to know that like, um, you know, like say with Dustin and, and, and Steve Huff to be holding a fish caught on, on one of your flies. I just, I think, I wonder if you'd agree that, you know, it doesn't change the way you tie the fly, right? No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't matter who it's going to, the, the fly gets tied the same way, which is, what I wonder if that's more to what you meant in your question. I'm sure you're not thinking like, you know, are you going to use the good bucktail for some people and not other people? I'm sure you didn't mean that, Volts, but I mean, you know, the fly gets tied the same no matter who the fuck it is yeah, because yeah. that's, that's the what, exchange. Yeah, 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 right. yeah totally. That's what, yeah. You guys are no. always going to, you know, I'm, I'm sure people expect nothing less than than your effort and, and you know, 100% attention and, you know, put your best foot forward on each time that hook gets in the vice. That's I guess what I'm saying was is does it feel like to you, um, you know, in terms of, of getting do – do you guys feel any, any, you know, pressure or – not say anxiety, but, you know, like, you know, before you tie something in the same way how, um, you know, like I described that barra, I know it's a different type of anticipation, but do you guys get a sort of like pre, pre-trip kick or, or nerves or something? Yeah, when, when I you used know to. The are on? Yeah. I did in the first few few orders, and so I did for sure because it was just a buzz to be. Hey, someone someone wants to buy my flies. That's weird, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, that that aspect of it, you know, for sure. But like the, I, I must admit, when I started commercially fly tying, my fly tying got way better as I became as I progressed in commercially fly tying. I used to be called uh, FTW flies, which was a really antisocial thing. Really, at the end there, I call it flies that work. But the analogy was more fuck the world, you know. It's um. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, but my flies were ugly, but they worked. I caught a lot of fish on them and, and at the end of the day, man. sorry, that was pretty negative, man. 
Hey, it's uh, it's it's I'm, just, it's not, it's just not how you grow up, mate. You know, I get it. Chad gets it. Chad, Chad's, Chad's yeah. more into Blink One Eighty Two than you are, mate. You know. That's, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, um, I've, got, I've got written in my notes here that Trav, uh, that that Chad plays in a in a uh, uh, in a uh, a pink tribute band. Is that right? He does. Wait, let's let's come back to that, right? Okay. Yeah. Because we're, we're yeah, because we that that's a really mouthwatering subject to get on about his tribute band. But um, uh, <laughs> I can't, man. It's so much that I've actually lost the concentration of what the fuck we were talking about. Fuck it, let's talk about Pink. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's in the country now, so I'm not getting any work because people are actually just going to see Pink. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Has she ever she... ever reached out to you and gone, you know, like um. That's my song, you know. It's, nah, nah, nah. So the cover band, cover bands are kind of like the fly tying industry, eh? People just, uh, people just take it. Yeah, that's that's yes, exactly. That's right. Just except in just, Australia, we've got opera musicians, got opera, right? So if you cover something, they get paid anyway, right? Exactly. What a shame, fly tying's like that. that bad. Shit, Oh dear, dearie, dearie me! Yeah, look, it's uh, it's it's a, it's it's not a not a not a not the sort of job that you're gonna retire off. That's for sure, hey. You know, like fly tying. It's um, you can you can feed the family off it. It's a tough way to do it, but the rewards are, are more than monetary for sure. Yeah, definitely. They sh- mm. they certainly are. Um, yeah, contacts. You know, yeah, it's ma- been gr- yeah, definitely, exactly. Ma- materials, friends you make, yeah, all that sort of stuff. You know, it's um, um. Even working with anglers that that give you feedback, one of the things I used to enjoy as a commercial fly tire is is working with people who can tie flies. You know, like like Volti, for example, like to talk to someone who's right here who can defend themselves. You know, but um, and there's plenty of guys like Volti that like may not have the time to be able to tie, but understand the aspects of tying inside and out. Um, so you can discuss what what they want in a lot more of a bespoke fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's then right. yeah, uh, sure. yeah and and not only the aspect of what i want it to look like but what i want it to swim like what i want it to do in the water you know yeah. that those sort of conversations were 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 quite intriguing part that i would never try to monetize because they take so long you know it's um do you know what i mean like it's because uh, you're enjoying it you know you're enjoying it um does that make sense you know what i mean yeah t- yeah, yeah for sure no that's that's right like yeah. um yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's certainly it's certainly a different game. It's not uh, not for not for everybody. Some people I get all different types of customers. Some some of yeah never fly fit. Oh, you know, like a very very much in the beginning. Um, some are super experienced. Some are super experienced but don't tie. Some tie really well but don't fish much. Like it, you get you get all sorts of different people that have different requests and it's it, it certainly um keeps you on your toes but that was more in the custom side of things yeah. now now like, as sort of back to what Valsy was saying you know d- different pressures and things like that you know you yes you have not so much the the pressure of the customer anymore i do know that it's almost harder for me now because I have to be so consistent all the time because there is no, oh, I know these flies are going to this person or this person. They they all could go to anybody. I don't know if they're going to go to 
some guru on the other side of the world that you've, you know, organised to send them over there. They could go to to someone that's just starting out. So I just have to make sure that every fly is exact and perfect. So there are no, you know, none that have been, you know, sort of skimped on or anything like that. They all just have to be perfect. Plus, mm. to make it harder, especially with, um, like with the bend backs, especially with the angry atoms, considering it's your pattern. I'm actually sending the flies to the originator of the pattern who's going <laughs> to go over every fly like a fine tooth comb, which I know you would have. And I fucking did, mate. <laughs> I fucking did, mate. And I'm just like, they, these bastards better be good. So I'm just going <laughs> to make them, you know, super, super on the mark because not only they're going to customers, they're going to, to you and you know what you're looking at and – yeah, they've been. I know, that, I know that you're going to say, "Dude, they're too sparse, or they're too they're too dense, or so you know." Because oh, we know. have that, we have that relationship as well. Where yeah. you're not, not forwarding just, coming backwards, backward. Yeah, exactly, forward. and that's yeah. the way it should be. Because otherwise, you just you know. What do we learn? What do we learn, mate? If we're worried about protecting people's feelings at the end of the day, let's face it. Exactly. Yeah, it's right. uh, and I'm. You know, if people want to, if, if, if the way I look at it, if you know, if you want to be told how good you are by by people that don't understand what you're doing, well, then maybe I'm not the person to come and talk to about your flies for sure. But uh, I'd like to think that, um, yeah, people get, yeah, it's um, it improves people. That's for sure. Um, I'm going to steer the direction a little bit here, dude, and um, um, talk about innovation, right? Um, you know, like you have innovated. Um, some some flies, um, you know, a few flies. You know, like the names of them are flooding to me as I'm saying this. But how do you find time for this? And um, <laughs> and what's and like uh, let me okay. There was something I was going to mention. Like you know, I've seen you've got a um a, a floating floating fly. I showed a picture to Volti before the show because I know you haven't put it up publicly. And something happened the other day. And I and I'm I'm looking and I said to you oh you probably remember that I think you sent it around to a few people, um, and I'm like oh when can we put that picture of that oh, that looks insane that fly looks really good and you're like I want to see it caught with with fish first you know which is a which is a great attitude to have you know I I reckon and it's a fair um, attitude to have I think it's um it's respectful to the customer I totally get it and then I saw um a, quite a prominent fly tire in the US um, Drew, Drew Chacon put uh, something up very similar like and there's no way he would know what you've done and uh and there's no way that um you know you were going to know that he was going to do that um and he put it up as a, as a concept um like a, a popping contraband crab you know and um yeah i saw that yeah and i was like i've man i reached out to one of the dudes you sent one to and i've gone oh poor poor chad you know like chad waits chad puts this he comes up with his innovation probably goes and swims it in his own lake and then gives it out to people who've got an opportunity to um to have something to eat a crab off the surface and wait and wait until the weather's good and wait till they can be bothered to use it and waits and waits and waits and, and until someone finally gets it before he shares it with someone and then here's his um his drew probably uh not concerned about that and just puts that up there and and then when it comes down to it and chad finally releases it whether it's important to you or not um you know it's going to look like you've copied um Drew, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I could I could use that same fly and go and 
get some brim or you know whiting on the flats or something like that which is which is still cool and relevant but it's just not right for me to to uh call it something that's going to go and work in the tropics on on uh you know like as a floating crab on the permit like my other um floating moon crab which you know has been doing well up there yeah i just can't I don't, yeah, like you said, it just doesn't feel right to, to just start going, yeah, this thing kills it up there when I have absolutely no idea if it does. So, so what's the um, what's the process of, of innovation for you, mate, like as far as making time and uh, and what does it take to get it up to, like, you know, to, to hand it out to some crew? Um, as same as similar process to you, you, you just got ideas coming in your head all the time <laughs> and you just have to start as you, mean said to me, yeah. you said to me early on with um commercial times just like you just it's it sucks but you just have to stop tie you just have to stop tying orders and you just have to make it you have to tie it and you have to do it and and start that process of doing it because you have so many new ideas coming into your head all the time but you're tying all these other different things so you have no time to to capitalize on it and you've just got to go i just had this idea i'm going to make it right now and then that just starts the process and for me always and this this is sort of a rule that i followed from when i was the very beginning of learning how to tie um and that was to take the most care i can to tie and tie one fly and then swim it and so many people go i need to practice this fly i'll tie 10 but they tie 10 of the same thing in the same, same way mistake. so you just tie 10 of the same shit fly mm. go swim one but all 10 are going to swim the same aren't they so if you just if you just tie one and go as soon as you put it in the water it's ah, it's laying on its side to put the eyes too far forward or you're too much bucktail on the top or, or you know i've got too much too much on the bottom and or whatever it may be you can see the problem straight away so you can you can get a prototype too close to production pretty fast if you just tie one go swim it and and just make those minor adjustments and sometimes they might not be minor and it just it might spark something else completely different to put you in a slightly different direction you know in another direction where the fly is going to go to something that's fairly different to what you began with but yeah if you tied 10 or you tied a heap of them you feel compelled to to use them or to you know like oh it's a waste or whatever you can cut them up and mm. reuse the hooks or whatever but you've just wasted all that time you know you just time's you, the big thing in it that's right you just yeah. if you just yeah. really chip away at that one idea and um you know, I've I've also got 
a couple of patterns where I've, it's basically the same pattern, but I've just turned it into into a subsurface and a surface. Yeah, wide. and very very simply, but it it works and it does you know it does what you want it to do. It's so. um when you when you go to that sort of effort, don't you feel it feels unfair? You know, like um um that you might see people post something some sort of prototype up. You know, it's fair to post something and go untested. You know, I saw John Lee do it the other day. He did something, put something up, and he's like, "These are um, these are completely untested." But you know, I just want to show you what I'm up to. But that's that's unusual, right? I mean, um, a yeah, lot of people cool. just would just put stuff up, you know. And um, you know, I guess I tell you what's really popular in that in that aspect is um, is is the YouTube content creator dudes, you know, and um, they'll they'll put a lot of stuff up without you know without obviously feeling any responsibility to show that they catch fish now i don't know about you but like when you spend the time to sort of do these you know five six flies that don't work you know like you pointed out the eyes might be too far or there might be too much bucktail here or or what have you you know it's um it's frustrating hey eh, when you can when you can see in some of these flies like hey i've i've experienced that problem and i, and I, I really don't think that's gonna fucking work you know it's um yeah. that you know uh, we live in a day and age where you can't point this out and we and if and if those who listen to the first um first episode of the podcast that we did this year you'll know that we can't point it out either anymore but here's a different way to look at it here's someone who's who's spending the time to um to actually um make sure like in private outside of the the view of of social media and all that sort of stuff that that these things work so there are people like yourself chad you know, as you know, that, that are uh, spending the time on this, and this is what innovation looks like. Many failures, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So, like me, like me, firing off many millions of bloody ideas to you, and you're like, "It's not going to. It doesn't work, Chad. It doesn't <laughs> oh, work, I, Chad." I tell you what, man. How Chad, I've been stop super. Stop killing my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I've been super wrong with that before. Look at the Gav's crab. I, mean, I was telling Gavin that thing's fucking stupid for a year before it fucking. It, um, before it, yeah. I oh, mean, I feel stupid for saying it, you know. Before I realised it would work, and then sort of gave him a break on it, you know. And it was like fucking an idiot, you know. But um, look, there's been plenty of times I've been a dickhead like that. So you know, like I mean, my opinion might be one thing, but it's not gospel, you know. So, um, but I'll try and back it up for you as best I can. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the reason no. why I don't think I don't know if you share my opinion, but if it, you know, go and go and check it out, go and prove me wrong. It'd be fucking awesome. It's, um, yeah, well, like that um, that uh, I put up a post of, uh, of, of one with the Cray Craws oh, a couple few weeks ago now. And, um, you know, I just opened up the packet and that process of, of uh, innovation, I guess, starts as soon as I touched it. I was just like, nah, that's, that's going to work on this doing this and i haven't seen anyone do it before and you just and you know the the thought process starts to come along of which side do i need to tie it on to to make it do the do what i want it to do i can't put it there i can't put it there and and um ended up with with that one tied on um on your signature the um sa258 and um it, it come out really cool it come mm. up really good and i went and swam it and it's like I, I guarantee i'd just be able to go and whack some fish on that thing and i just 
threw it together in five minutes because I thought it would uh, would come out cool. So that was nice and interesting, you know, part of the process as well. Mm. It's fun to fun to get ideas that just spring to you like that, and some some are just it depends, you know, they can come to you straight away, and some will just work for ages, and it all starts to come together. Or um, or you just copy other people's ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that, that seems. Say that. Sorry, mate. I said I like that. I like that self-depreciating sort of sledge there at Centaur. Hey, um, <laughs> I meant to ask you, Chad. How's the uh, how's the ploy bug ploy bug going? Did I get that right? Ploy bug. Ploy bugs. Yeah, it's been good. It's been pain in the ass though, man. I haven't been. I haven't. Uh, gone out and chased any bass or anything like that for a while it's it's uh yeah i haven't haven't really had the time i've been doing different things um Lambert, oh by the way also very very sad moment for me i blew my boat up so what? that that's very depressing did you um <laughs> did you cover in petrol or something or inflatable? Um, Oh yeah, you blow it up with a pump. Is that what? Do yeah, no, yeah, no. It's actually inflatable. No, it's um, <laughs> inflatable. <laughs> it's, um, had a big dragon no, head on the front. It was sick. No, I got a yeah, blown piston, and she's <laughs> she's finished. She's got no no compression, and uh, basically told just just don't, <laughs> just don't, just don't, don't. Do you don't have to give away your address, but do you live in a part of um of mid north coast that you could, you know, maybe retire the boat to the front yard, fill it full of dirt and put some flowers in it or something? Absolutely. Would that look out of place? No, it that would that would totally look in place. I was actually thinking of um making the the black anchor, the um Oh don't say that here, man. <laughs> don't say black anchor here. Nah. Multi won't have Mercury hate well, on the show. Won't mate. have anyone besmirch Mercury's good name. All yeah. right? <laughs> Black Anchor is going to be yeah. a letter box. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice work, man. That's very nautical theme. I just hey, yeah. was looking for a photo of the ploy buggers. Did you mean boy plug? But, what? um, <laughs> What's a moy plug? Boy plug. I just got it wrong. Okay, so it's on Google. Hey, um, that's it. Yeah, you're going to have a letter Don't box. Don't Google that shit, man. Yeah, I'm not, um, not, not hit, hitting. Yeah, all right. So um, you got the uh, you're going to have the the outboard as your as your letterbox. That'll be really cool. It hasn't been yeah, done. that's going to be great. So, yeah, you know, nice and big for when Chris's. You know, when my orders come, they'll just fit straight in the cowling and be great. <laughs> that's so straight cool. of the cow. It's br it's brush length inside that's right. of that block. Custom and, made, so wonderful. You had longer brushes, man. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you could make longer brushes for sure. Great idea. I'll, um, I'll put that to the team. Can I say no? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had shorter brushes. What brushes, Volts? Shorter ones. I don't know. I'm just sort of messing around here, just yeah, chilling, just ripping, there. just ripping, 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 yep. ripping. Now, like. Yeah, the brushes are a good length. Good length for my vibe. If they were heaps longer, it'd be harder to spin them around. 
yeah, yeah, that's true, eh? Like, arrange it, you know, or when you first start, once you start to do- dig into the brush, but at the start, it'll be a bitch trying to. Yeah. Fuck. Totes. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you right now, excuse me, the length of the brushes aren't going to change. That's an exclusive for the Intermediate Line podcast. Wow. You heard it first. You heard it first. You can take that one to the bank, Sunshine. There nice. you go. I thought uh, if if we if we introduce the idea here, it might pop up, you know, somewhere in Ireland. But anyway, yeah, that's usually where um, innovation from Australia gets copied. Anyways, so Chad, um, <laughs> uh, you were, um, something that's very close to my heart as a as a fly fisherman. I'm always nerding out on crab flies. Um, I sort of. Uh, you know, thinking crab flies, and I, I acknowledge that you've um, got something in another direction coming. Uh, I've been privileged to see a photo. Um, uh, do you – what sort of – it's going to be a hard question to ask without letting cats out of the bag. Are we comfortable letting cats out of the bag here or what? Are they tabbies? Yeah, cats. Cat, yeah. Yeah, kittens can come out. Yeah. Maybe don't let the black cat out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Not the black anchor. Yeah. <laughs> Mercury the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Never does what you want it to. Yeah, Takes, so... You have to feed it a lot. Keep going. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I lost you. Um, so, pop, popping crab? No, we were just talking about that. I know, I know, but let's fucking... Yeah. I thought, yeah, okay. I thought you might have gone and take a dump. Did you take a dump through the shell or something, Volts, or? Not, not this week. I have done it. Oh, yeah, yeah cool. once, but I went to the toilet twice and came back, and Chris was still talking. Like, <laughs> well, know. you know what, dude? This is a podcast where we talk, so it's 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 a it's a safe place to be a talker. <laughs> safe place. I can't believe I'm getting besmirched for talking <laughs> on a podcast. I love that word. Besmirched. <laughs> <laughs> it's very photosynthetic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Talk about his popping crab. Yeah. So, you, what sort of elements are in the design? Like, are, are you are you concentrating on the, the sh- obviously the 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 volume and the type of pop, maybe the wake um, that it leaves? Does it waddle? Does it does it dive under? Does it wiggle? Like, is there a silhouette? Wiggle, you're wiggle. Ch- is it is it built on a particular style of legs? Like it's uh, yeah, it's um, basically come from wanting a a bit of a you know an improvement basically on the floating moon crab, which from Kurt, thanks for being a pain in the ass, pushing me to do it, but um, just trying to basically have have that same super realistic um, mm. silhouette from the crab but also add some extra movement and for for Kurt at his end he's also stripping the crabs faster than you would assume so there's just no room for error for him to be rolling around or anything they have to just they have to track straight they have to be spot on so to do that to do that you really need something to to 
kill them and keep them that way. Whereas um, the the floating moon crab was more more static. as a static pre- presentation with some slight stabs to just get get some attention. But mostly it's just static, you know. But this thing you could like two hand strip it under the under the armpit, you know, and go as fast as you want. It's not going to roll or do anything. Um, so it's sort of yeah, or or you can just you know single single slower strips and and pop it across a shallow flat for whiting or something like that. You know, it's um it's just the whole point was to just make it that bit more versatile and have sort of multiple applications in one fly, which is always something that I want. Yeah, same here. I, I value that in. I like hearing that a, a fly tire has got a um, got a plan and a utilitarian sort of aspect to the fly, um, you know, because those sort of flies. Um, so it's not an each way bet by any means, but it's it's a multi application, you know, multi multi species type scenario. It's it's good. It's worth having those guys in. You know? mm. I, I might add to someone who might be listening this again. Why the fuck would I need a crab that I could put on my arm and double hand strip? I mean, I tell you, that's it with 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 slow moving flies. That happens heaps because, um, um, you know, you overshoot or a fish changes direction than you that you anticipate. If you let it a long long way, you might need to get it in fast or or reposition it fast. You know, I think it's um, I think it's a really really important aspect to consider with with crab flies. Um, when uh, when the Flatscraft um, you know, products were getting designed, you know, there's times in the water where particularly with the gas crab, you know, like you, you start to learn that like, hey, if I got to move this fast, like if I've ever shot, I need to reposition it. Um, if these legs aren't completely fucking even um, or there's too much, too many legs out the front of the hook point um, or too much out the front of the hook point, um, it just twists and like you, where you reposition it, the flies upside down, you know, like it's just a, a fucking waste of a shot. It's just, that's the thing with crab flies. You've got to be, I mean, everyone you speak to with crab flies who, who fishes them or, 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 or looks right into tying them well, the, the, the primary objective with a crab fly, no matter what the fuck's going on, I mean, you can say the thing for all flies, but more so with crab flies, is um, it's got to do what you want it to do, what you design it to do every time, you know, like not sometimes, but every time is the goal, right? I mean, you could say, like I said, you could say this with every, with every fly, you know, like you don't want to surf candy to, um, to tail wrap, so you take the resin past the bend of the hook, Unless you don't fish them, and then you you just time for Instagram. And uh, but like um yeah, like I mean that's another example of, of a fly that you know like sometimes with 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 all sorts of fishing you might get one shot in the day. You know like it's the one the most the how frustrating is it if you know that like you get a wind knot to let you down or a, a fly that fouls. You know when it could have been more thought out in a more calmer scenario like you know i.e. at the vice. Um, so. You know that that aspect of, of expecting it to, to swim or not foul or, or move or be able to you know rest or reposition itself after stripping it flat out, it's definitely a worthy consideration for a fly that you wouldn't fish that fast, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, that I guess that you know to really let the let the uh, the kittens out of the bag, but um, yeah, it's it's made on your uh, the flats craft. Um, split, split clawed design and split crab, split crab. And um, I was t- I was tying the pattern with the whole 
skeleton, you know, um, with the foam tied off at the, at the end. But I just found, yeah, every every now and again, I'd cast it and and it would um, the leader would wrap around the front legs, and that was mostly just from light leaders. Um, it, the stiffer the leader, the the less it, it happened, and that was just because of you know the the lack of weight and it's just all foam basically. So I ended up, even though. You know, it looks even simpler again, but it it but it just made it so much better. And as you've been doing, is just what it's designed for. Is so I just cut it in half and only used the claw end, and now it's just like so much, so much easier. Just cast easy, and yeah, it's just a dream to to cast. It doesn't spin when it's aerialized, like it's yeah. Just, yeah, just made it so much easier, and um, that's easier pretty cool. To tie man. the foam in at the end, yeah. and it's just a simple step of no, nah, that's not right. It's yeah, I could you can get away with it. It's not doing it that often, but like you said, it just can't do it at all ever. You can't yeah. you can't cast at you know a school a permit or whatever that a up on the surface doing all the things that you want them to do when you're going to cast because not all, not often that you get mm. a, a shot at permanent ever, let alone when they're in the mood to eat off the surface. So when a DDF. Hey, you um, exactly, you know, on a car, something yeah. that's going to foul. foul Did so. you say DDF or D DTF? DDF, mate, down to feed. So, yeah. So, Chadwick, to the um, all that all that twist has got to go somewhere, right? You know, it either goes down the line or up the line, and neither is desirable. So you're best off cutting it out altogether. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Some, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and there's something to be said for that that positive prey ID too. You know, like it's, you know, uh, you know, like you, you see fish like that turn away on surface. I mean, not permit, right? Like um, like a bass or a cod or something like that. You know. Yep. And there's there's probably there's a lot of different theories as to why a fish might not eat something entirely off the surface. You might yeah. pull it down to have a look under the water better for it, or 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 you know it might be something that it's attracted to, um, you know the vibration, the noise, the the silhouette, you know, and then when it gets close enough to it, it sees um, something that's not right, something that doesn't recognise as prey, or it might be the colour or something like that. But I think that is you know if you can maintain. Um, everything, all those aspects that lead up to a fish getting close enough to use its eyesight as a as a um, a means of making a decision, you know, why not have it something that's um that's realistic like that? And I think it's clever to, I don't think it's an imbalance like uh, you're going to give something away to remove the um the front aspect or the um the leading aspect of those legs by splitting them, hence the name of the split crab, um, and leaving the trailing ones on there because a fish a crab that's moving like that one's designed. Has generally got all those all those bits and pieces folded up underneath anyway. You know, it's just leaving stuff hanging out the arse end as it is. Don't you reckon? Yeah, exactly. And but then, like you know, with the um, with the uh, deer hair carapace one that you know has been everywhere. Um, oh, it's getting popular, eh? It's yeah. it's Matt, It's crazy how you got um, uh, Jeff Riley to you know over over there just doing his, it doing the his thing with it. And, <laughs> To, it's yeah it's crazy to see where it goes you know and mm. um and that it leaving it complete 
for that pattern is per- is perfect. It's just, that's the way it should be, you know. Yeah. So that's what's cool about it. You can just um, you know pick and choose what parts of the uh, of the skeletons you want to leave on. It's but it's kind of two different things one, though. The ones it's hard. Yeah, you're you're keeping yours on the surface and and it's moving the whole time. You know, some people like you could leave the front legs on that and just bump it. You know, like bump it along, like it's uh like you know like figure eight retrieve. You know, it's real slow. You know, but like you said, Kurt likes to rip those things through those schools and they eat it. You know, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it did the one that had the legs on the front. If you angled them, you know, if you angled them up, they kind of did act like a like a really good pusher. Like you could you could actually get a fair bit of pop and noise out of the the smallest model that you make you know and it, and and it's not very big at all but it certainly makes a ton of commotion by just having those legs in the right position on the front you know mm, mm. no exactly sorry else you go mate i just wanted to circle back on uh, on the deer hair crab phenomena um what are you guys, and I'll ask Chad first, and I'd like Chris to give his honest opinion afterwards too. Where are you at with, like, you know, um, so packed um, sort of carapace flies, you know, like, uh, you know, BB fiber or, um, or, or uh, you know, or, or deer hair? Yeah, they, they, look, they look awesome. They have that natural feel on the... On the on the eat for the fish, which obviously would be incredibly yeah, handy. And if they drop it, you know, they're going to come back and eat again or like they're definitely, they're definitely handy. Um, for me, I guess, on the commercial side of things, um, back to consistency, like for me, it's just being able to pump out flies really neat and exact every time and i just haven't tied enough of them to warrant you know pumping them out and selling them but if i worked on them that'd be a different story because they certainly they certainly have their place about about 20 odd years ago when permit kicking permit fishing kind of say like it wasn't because it was kicking off like it wasn't it wasn't right at the the start of it um permanent fly in australia but there was um i remember i think it was i think it was scotto or someone like that it was anyway there was a there was a there was a period of time where um there's a there's a crab pattern called mccrab like m-c-c-r-a-b yep. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah it's one of the earliest bloody deer hair um and it had rubber band legs and it had um ackle claws yeah, tiling cement as a weight, weighted base, like oh. on the bottom of it. Yeah, and it had um, That's although cool. it had, yeah, although it had um those legs, it had rubber band legs, and it was tied sort of um east west rather than north south. Um, it had these um, I'm just going to Google it. I'm pretty sure it had like almost like a like uh, hackle tails um that acted almost like a drogue effect. Hang on, um, yeah, okay, go here, you go. Um, just type in Mac. McCrab fly and then go down there'll be a um there's a fly shop reference there florida flies or something even just hit google images and there's a there's a few different ones there um 
That's the oh yeah, that's it's all almost like a bit of a raghead, you know. That's um, yeah, well, yeah, it is, or a fiddlestick or something. But yeah, well, the fiddlestick's a bit. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. The fiddlestick's a bit. Fiddlestick's very similar, yeah, for sure. But like, cause you know, I, I well, if I have the opportunity to answer your question now, I could peel off onto this right now. But like, I see what you're saying there. That McCrab, it almost is like a drug. I look at that and I go, why? You know, like personally, you know, I I kind of wonder why the why the fuck that's there. That just seems to be adding fly materials for the sake of adding it to me and look at you know i don't want to i don't i don't want to be that um that too i mean you, just because it's old doesn't mean it's um it's good you know either right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like i'm i'm not trying to advocate for modern materials i'm just saying that like that fly would be just as fucking effective without that without that marabou there you know i reckon yeah yeah i think you're right in terms of absolute realism you know like it, the marabou adds nothing it probably just adds you know, fishability and maybe functionality, but at the expense of realism. Yeah. Looking at um, it with human eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Getting back to your question in regards to like um the deer hair aspect of it, you know, Chad pointed out that it does look good. You know, it did it is slow to tie. Um and, and obviously, you know, with any deer hair fly, whether it's a Dahlberg diver or, or, or a crab fly, the um the natural crunch of, of, of deer hair is is arguably, you know, potentially more attractive or more realistic compared to sort of a crustacean or a or an insect gang pull off the top you know there's a there's the there's the chance of a fish not letting go quickly you know in and out you know um so it's got got a lot of pluses for that but to me the the deer hair aspect of it um creates it, it's interesting with its drag and it's interesting with its, with its buoyancy um i tied one for a for a friend of mine as a guide in belize and um and I tied a like on a keta crab. And it was a tiny one, a little extra, extra small one, because you get has a lot of that sargassum, um, sarg, I don't know how they pronounce it. You know that weed. They're this, it's, you know what I mean. Um, don't want it to sound like orgasm crab, you know, but it's a sargassum crab, you know. But uh, um, sarcastic, you know, you're never sure yeah. it's serious or funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, anyway, I, I sent it to him, and and you know, he's like, oh, this thing it floats too much, you know. And I'm like, well, it's a floating fly, dude, you know. He goes, how do I make it sink? You know, I'm like, just just trim it. You know, so it's uh, so like I mean, you so he he turned he ended up turning a floating fly into a um into a sinking fly, and he did not get a, got a couple of triggers and a couple of permit off it now, which is um which is pretty cool. He loves it, but um, uh, the point is that uh, it's such a diverse material. Like, there's not much you could you know many other sort of carapaces that you can you know get natural colours with, um, and also have have that natural carapace shape without it affecting the drag of the fly um and um which is a big thing with crab flies as you guys would would well know but also it can be floating or it can be you know fast sink you know it's um it's it's incredibly diverse i think with the bb fiber and bb fiber being like a, a polypropylene product you know like you've got that aspect of buoyancy there as well with that um you know, the poly those poly sort of fibers and stuff like that they don't um yeah, they they lend themselves to be flaring more than the than nylons, you know. Although, you know, EP fiber is 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 a nylon that flares quite well. It stacks really well as well, but it's not it's not buoyant. I think whatever carapace you choose to use, you know, if it's if it's not aesthetics you're going for, it's got to be an understanding of what it's going to do to the fly, you know. Um, I I think that uh, I say this all the time. People ask me all the time about like um the flat craft range and how to weight the bottom of and. Well, they might come to me and say it's oh, it's flipping over, you know, like and and every time it's a solvable problem, and every time it comes down to um, drag, 
you know, I, I want to know you guys' opinion of this is whether you think tides are turning in regards to aspects of this. Walter, you've seen this, like, um, on the, I don't know if you've seen it, Chad, but um, recently had a discussion, there was a discussion on the saltwater fly tying page where some dude's, like, just boldly gets on there when the discussion's about hook point up and he writes, um, I have discovered the answer to making my fly land hook point up every time. And he just puts a picture up of a, of a split shot um, you know, I, tied on tied on the, the bend of the hook. Yes, yeah. Good yeah. One. Yeah, and I was like, wouldn't it be wonderful if that's all we had to do? You know, like it's um, – you see it all the time with people tying our flexos, you know, like it, I mean, a, an our flexo crab in a photo looks so much better when the legs are on the bottom, you know, but they when they're up, when they don't work that way because it's the drag of the fly in the water, you know, that um, as, as, it's des as on its descent – um, the flashcraft range, the, you know, like there's videos, there's a video of mine, a friend of mine gave me where I don't want to put it up because it's in a fish tank and I'm a, I'm not a big fan of, um, of test tanks or anything like that at all. But, you know, you can tie those things, um, with no weight at all. But like, if you, if you can, you know, control the bias and it doesn't have to be a flashcraft, it could be for any fly. The fact of the matter is that all flies take the path of least resistance as they travel through the water. And now that could mean in the gush relation to a crab fly the drag of the way it's set up is going to bias the way the hook point rides as opposed to no matter how much weight you put on it. To put the weight on it to override the drag would be an unrealistic fly to cast. You know, so it's um so when you come to carapace material selection, I think that that's the primary concern with that. Flies like um Doug McKnight's Danger Muffin, I think that's a really clever little design, that one. I think that's um really, really, really good how he does that as far as um using the jig hook, um, you know, using the Cohen creature's legs. Uh -huh. um you know and and just just the way that it rides like the 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 material selection will just fold up and, and everything would just work on the drag super popular fly for permanent belize will flack who we had on loves them doug mcknight ties m most of his flies for there i've been speaking to doug in regards to the split crab you know with this stuff i've, I've sent him a few to, to have it i said you know have a look at it i, I would design legs just for that that uh, danger muffin i reckon it's a fucking great fly i reckon it's awesome um but um yeah, it's all based on drag. You know, the, the best flies in the world are all based on drag. Look at um, look at uh, Dave Scott's um, or Dave Scott's um, uh, strong arm. You know that uh, him and Nathan, Nathaniel Linfield, um, you know, created that that thing. That you couldn't get a more butchered fucking crab fly these days than that fly. That's so far away from what those guys intended it to make. It's not funny. You know, the the amount of times you see um, strong arms, which you know, to be fair. They um they fish really well. Like guys are catching some great fish with like heavily weighted eyes on it. But I, I what I mean is steering it away from the original concept or the original problem it's trying to solve. Those guys are using um you know Aunt Lydia's yarn for the body, like the tiniest little um hourglass eyes for the for the for the um for the for the weight of it. They're using rubber legs, not silicon legs. Uh, and the claw is held into place with with resin with the chenille. They, they, they douse it with resin, they set it in place, and they tie it around the bend so it acts as a keel. It keeps the hook point riding up. Could you, If you had to flip that thing around the other way and try to make it sink with the way the claws set there, um, it would be like trying to push, like trying to drop a glass to the, or a cup to the bottom of a pool open end first. It would just flip over every time. So these guys have employed drag uh, as opposed to weight to make the hook point ride up. Every single crab fly is the same. It's um, in most, you know, circumstances, drag probably supersedes weight. Like it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of weight to, uh, to you know, um, 
you know, to, to flip drag, you know. Like, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, little things like, um, which, you know, I, I'll happily admit it's not my idea. Gavin Davis is the one who showed me, like, they're bending that hook eye, hook eye out, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, that – and, it, and when Gavin showed me, he got told that by – he told me he got told that by another – um, fly tire and I asked him why and I said that makes no sense Gavin that just it looks like it puts weight inside the gate which would flip the fly over the wrong way but it wasn't until I remember seeing um dudes have been fishing jig flies like check nymphing have been doing this for fucking years you know they um they use a jig a jig hook um and they use they're using the leader to uh to make sure the fly rods hook point up while they bounce that fucking jig fly off the bottom you know for um the nymph that nymph fly off the bottom I should say I'm sorry, trout fisherman, if I'm butchering the shit out of that, but that's my understanding of it. But I saw a demonstration of that, some dude doing it in a fish tank, actually, and I was like, oh, holy shit. That's when I contacted Gavin and gone, you know what, that's how that's working, eh? That, that, was the, that actually was the, the crux moment there of, um, of, of perpetu- uh, sorry, pursuing the, um, the Gavs crab, was understanding that, that bent eye. When I come to think of it, that was, exa- that was exactly the, the thing that um, made it happen. Um, the the way that the drag works. That's you know, when I've been calling it a technically perfect fly in the past. That's what I'm referring to. The way that the drag, the the way that it works in the water, the way it swims. You know, it's uh coming off the back of understanding how game changers swim through taking the path of least resistance. Uh, it just made sense. So you know, I hear what you're saying. It's um, it's a it's an interesting carapace material, but I think that it's um, being deer hair just lends itself to being uh, working with the drag on flies better than probably most other materials. I reckon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did we allow enough time for me to explain that? Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I think if we like we cut this right in half, we can, we can make three out of it. You know. <laughs> Sorry. Six, six Sorry. weeks of, of the Bossidus Chris. You know. Uh, I I I think about it. look. It's it's what I do every. You, you I do it every day, all day. I talk to people all day about it, and then I do a podcast about it. Sorry, I apologise. I'll shut up. You guys finish the show. Are you, are you there, Chad? <laughs> what? Chad's taken. I've lost him. Yeah, yeah, he's taken. I was just tying game changes. <laughs> he knocked over, knocked over three in that in that speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a speech, wasn't it? <laughs> I didn't Sorry. get my attention span. I'm so embarrassed. Some fucking flies. <laughs> right. So in summary, yeah, drag. <laughs> wait, drag's better than weight. Yeah. So, um, why don't people realise that? Have you noticed that? It's still not pop. Know. It's still not a popular opinion, though, right? Don't you? Don't you reckon? Sometimes people hate truth, or sometimes people hate the prophets of truth. And you know what? Fuck them. It's you know? just it. Hydronautics isn't a matter of opinion, though. That's the thing that spins me out. Yeah, you're right. It's people don't like it, and it's um, fuck well, it, and just stop helping real. people. Everyone hates an engineer, so you know it's just. <laughs> Things. Hey, um, not as much as architects. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck are we meant to build that? I don't know. Look good on paper. Yeah, not my problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not you, the tradesman. Yeah, I am. Watch me screw this up. Fucking <laughs> throwing away your plans yeah. now. You know who I blame? I blame Kurt. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just convenient. I want to go. For yeah, right. We can do that. Yeah. That. So, Chad, getting back to uh, more um, more fruitful exports, you've been uh, you've been out fishing and you've been um, you've been proving um, some of your concepts. The um, the double foam slow water game changer. Why why would you do this, man? 
Oh, I don't, I don't want to do it again, man. It's Why would tough. you make a flight that takes an hour, take two hours, man? Oh, it was, it's shit. It swims, Matt. It, it is sick. It swims <laughs> great and it does it, but it's, um, I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a double stuffed Oreo. It's probably a good idea, you know, but um, yeah, mightn't be. Uh, might not be an improvement. I don't know. I haven't seen what you got there. So it's double, double foamed, is it? Like a sandwich? Yeah. So yeah. four, no, like four, four tabs on the head, and then two tabs on each shank. Yeah, Why? Rob, you'd be running out of shank on the on the tail ones, wouldn't you? Like, there's not a lot of room back there. Um, Eight I think fourteen. Yeah. No, I did instead of um instead of uh, three mil. Foam is just two. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's two, two mil foam and, um, yeah, two two on each shank. And, um, the t yeah, the, of, of course, the tying process is, is harder because you fit them, fit double the amount of it. You know, you're doing everything twice. But um, the trim, man, oh, the trim sucks. Yeah. You think it would be easier because there's more foam closer together. Like mm. so, you can get so you can get an easier, you know, like be able to chase your angle better. But mm. you cut one, the tiniest bit short, and then everything just starts to get chased. And you, oh, oh, you know, it's just this balancing act again of just, and you've got double the amount of tabs that you can stuff up instead of, you know. But you're better for something though, yeah. You fed it to a Jewfish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty no. cool. No, no, it's sick. Yeah, it, it works great. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's awesome, but it just, there's no way I'd time commercially. They're just, <laughs> they're a bastard. $120 fly. Yeah, exactly. I just have to charge way too much for them. It's just not, just not comfortable charging anyone that kind of money. And that's just not, yeah, not worth it. But, um, mm. but anyone out there, be my guest. Yeah, go, go for it. <laughs> I, I like the idea of it. I mean, like it, it would create a more slimmer back, you know, for sure. Um, but it's really just aesthetics, really, I suppose. Hey, but uh, look, yeah. Chad, it's it's a it's it's a it's one of those situations where it's why not? I suppose at the end of the day, if you want yeah, to do that's it once, all and what, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was just like, oh, I just I, I think that's cool. I need to try that. And it's mm. one of them things. Whereas, you know. So much bored, but just had that idea and wanted to run with it. So, but yeah, I just ended up doing uh, starting with starting with uh, on the tail tab was two mil wide, and then I went up one mil wider each each tab up to the head. Yeah, so yeah, gotcha. It's very very close in its taper towards the tail you know it's very it's very close because it's each each one's only a mil different so it makes it heaps more streamlined towards the tail and and just yeah really makes it swim awesome but yeah, yep. yeah no, not, gotcha. not again <laughs> yeah yeah have you had any other have you done any other flies where you've just like gone you know what i'm just going to try it and then fed it to a fish and then just put it down and like uh, it's not not worth it anymore. And then just no. Um, 
Oh, not not really, not so much. Like um, maybe like you know tandem deer hair flyers with you know like a a uh, slider type head up front and then you know a, a stinger on the back to to make them longer or you know just to play with different like really custom sort of setups. Um, mm. I've done heaps of heaps of different things like that, but um, as for just yeah, I, th- I think that's all well and good and it's fun, but it's easier to just sort of stick to, um, you know, stick to the things that, that, that are working for you and stick to reasonable um, lengths that, you know, I'm hopeless a lot of the time. I, I just like to use crazy flies. Like mm. I just enjoy tying flies and I enjoy... Like in, even if I go and fish for flathead or whatever, to something super simple. But I like to just instead of throwing clouses at them, I'll try and throw a eight or ten inch beast fly at them, or mm. you know, or, or an eight inch um, bend back, like, or whatever. You know, I just try and no matter what I'm doing, just try and make it just more interesting. Basically, yeah. We can, yeah. We can all go and throw clouses and look in my box. Predominantly, it yes, it is full of clouses. Because <laughs> yeah, work. well, they work, mate. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? Like you, you always reach for a clouser. Sometimes on those days where things are shit, and uh, you just want to get an eat. But same, yeah. Like your staples, your clouses. Um, uh, surf candies box is always full of those, but um, but the majority of of uh, what I enjoy fishing is is definitely yeah interesting bigger flies that are not always the same. You know, like I said before, I tie one and work from there. So I'll always sort of have a box that's got all sorts of different patterns that are. Yeah, very different. No, I gotcha. I gotcha, and not, man. And just got to keep things different to have different ideas flowing in, and it just keeps things interesting. Especially yep. when, um, especially when you're just chasing the dogs, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the flat dogs. That's right. Chasing, yeah, yeah. chasing the flatties and brim and whatnot. Wait for the tuna and the pelagics, and but you know you still can have fun throwing some. Some uh, you know slightly bigger stuff at bass as well, you know, three inch, four inch even game changes and slow water game changes. They'll smack them, especially yeah, yeah. in the impoundments. You know, like they'll they you know they love a a bigger fly a lot of the time as well. Like sometimes what? unusually large that you just wouldn't imagine to to throw at them, but they'll they'll scoff at sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. So I'm following up. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm putting together what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, mate. The only way you're gonna know is if you go, so to speak. I mean, that's what Daryl Summers taught us, right? It's yeah. That's right. Mm. Hey, hey. Well, if you ne- like the the anyway, yeah, it's um. You know what I mean. I'm sure people are picking up what I'm putting down in that respect, right? I'm sure they would be. Um, down. 
Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got amplifiers um that, that are tired that are just you know like taking a stupid amount of effort. And I had nothing but stars in my eyes and um and I've never done them again. I did one for a tying comp like in the early days of me being on Instagram. It was like an Instagram comp, and I did a I spent ages doing a fucking um a bent minnow like uh, an articulated uh, deer hair bent minnow. So it was on like three shanks, and I did. Uh, I was on like a TP, an ARX TP650, the ones like um, that were designed for Andreas Anderson sits, you know, with the the um, the point, the bent down eye, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and yeah, I remember that fly. Yeah. I curved and it made it beautifully nice. And so it took me probably four fucking hours to tie that fly. It was a, it was a mission, you know? Um, didn't get looked at in the comp, got no, no recognition for the time I put into it. Um, but so I took a fishing. Took a fish in, uh, in the bass lake. I chucked it out. I missed a fish on it, and then I thought to myself, if I get buried here and I lose this fly, I'm gonna be really spewing. So in hindsight, I probably probably would have been happy to lose it, but I packed it up and I, I never fished it again, and it never got used again. So it was just a massive waste of my life when I could have been tying flies for orders. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's my story. And that's, and that's it too. Like you, you know, it's not just oh yeah, drop drop everything and sick i've got this idea and you want to and you want to run with it it's i'm stopping making almost you know making money but you know just getting more flies and more product out there i'm wasting that time on this so i need to be efficient with it and if it's working go with it. if it's not just move on <laughs> you know um yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But yeah, back to the um, like that uh, double foam slow water game changer, and you know how you just said that you uh, you know, didn't want to lose yours. Well, mm. the first one I, I've tied two of them, and the first one I tied, I don't know how it's even possible, but I was uh, using the spay rod off the beach trying to get a dewy on it. I don't think it's even humanly possible, but I got snagged. On a 32k open beach and lost the <laughs> fly on the first swing. That would be <laughs> particularly where you live. That would be a body that's been thrown out, been rolled up in a rug, right? Um, yes. You got snagged yeah, on the rug. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It started. I actually started to, you know, get it to move, and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to see what's on the end of it, so I just popped it off. Yeah. Oh, you've lost it, have you? you lost it. Gone, man. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. That's on such what? a bloody shame. Sort of snag, was it? On a bit. Do you go for a go for a swim off um, somewhere along Stocking Beach, and you'll find it. Okay, sounds alright. White Shark Central lately. There's certain times of year that the uh, white sharks come up there to breed or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, the, like at the northern end of Stockton, um, yeah. in, in Port Stephens. There's yeah, there's a few spots there that they say are you know basically they call it the nursery. You know, it's where the mums go and train their babies how to how to feed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's where mis mistakes get making that you know get uh, mistakes get made sometimes with uh, people wearing black wetsuits and surfing and ah yeah, of course. You know they don't. Um, when they're that big, you know, they're, they're generally pups around, sort of two metres, metre and a half max, you know, and they just 
yeah, it's it's definitely not ideal if you're getting bitten by a a, a white, you know, great white or a, or a bull shark <laughs> of that size. Doesn't uh, they don't they don't just kill you straight away? You bleed out, and that's what happens. Most of the people here is it's just bullshit. Someone actually, yeah, two days ago, someone went off the rocks and sadly died. That was only 20 minutes from home, and um, they can't find him. So, it's, oh yeah, that yeah, didn't even make the news, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's yeah. Who knows? Who knows where they end up? There's so much coastline out there too, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah, crazy where where they can end up but it's the same as down sydney and just so many people not not uh you know not playing by the rules and swell was massive and anyone that knows what they're doing doing knows that it was just not the right time to be there and they went yeah uh, actually four of them went in and three three got out this is really positive and uh, uplifting, yeah. and um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm ready to sing for joy for some reason. Right, let's talk about Nickelback. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, um, man. I reckon uh, I think we'd be doing an injustice to talk about Nickelback when we could all just sing it a cappella. What do you guys reckon? A one, a two. You start. I feel like you guys aren't about to join in and leave me hanging, especially yeah. you, Volts. Yeah, I'd do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fucking help you out at all, man. Just let you keep on singing. Such a bastard. That's me. Um, <laughs> Listen, Chadwick. Uh, thank you for telling us recently about all these people that died in your area. And although it's sad to hear, it's probably not really great for a fly fishing podcast. What I would like to hear more about is um, is more more um, tales of the road with the back. But look, sadly, we're running out of time. I want to thank thank you on behalf of all the staff here at the Intermediate Line Podcast, uh, all the help who helped Volti in his booth, uh, in his part of the studio. Those people are the real heroes. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Absolutely. The faceless yeah. heroes. You yeah. Know, they're there. Yeah. So, Chad, I hope you had a great experience, my friend, whilst on the Intermediate Line Podcast. And we're really glad that you've come back for a second time with such short notice for the second time yeah it was it was what hours ago wasn't it really so thanks it was hours that. ago if you if just, you sorry you're right i had just enough time to think of some depressing shit to say <laughs> oh man um <laughs> listen to me um I want you to know that although that uh, it was an hour, a couple of hours notice, Chad, that we um, we we both highly rate you, dude, as a as a fly tire, as a storyteller that talks about white sharks, maybe not so much, but you know, I think that you make up for that with your flies. And what do you think, Chad? I mean, um, Volts. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Cool. Well, we got the thumbs up from Voltsy there, which is great. Yeah. And um, bit of yeah. Sorry, Thanks. bud. I said affirmative. You know, affirmative? Just, yeah, just... Big 10-4. 10-4, Roger. Yep. Oh, copy that. Copy that. Now, listen, Chad, we're going to let you go, buddy, right? We're not even going to do an outro. This is the outro. This is also the intermediate line slash fast sinking line that you're a part of right now. And I think 
you really nailed the fast sinking line bit with the um with the terrible terrible story of the white sharks yeah well i just don't want people coming snake in my spots so just don't come here that's dangerous <laughs> Yeah, there you All go. All right, cool, cool. Be, You've heard it first. I'll be staying <laughs> the fuck out of North Stockton, you know? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not called Stockton, all right? Get away. Oh, yeah. okay. What's it called? Stocko. Stocko, that's right. Stocko. <laughs> and can we just agree that bass are measured from the fork? We can, yeah, we can. Yeah. We can. So, you know, if you've got a 50-centimetre tip-length fish, you've got a 46-centimetre fish, Okay. Yeah. Who's, right. who's this a shot? What? Who, who, who's this a shot at? Who's been? It's not. It's just general knowledge, man. It's just general yeah, general knowledge. Tip measuring their bass. Don't do it. He loses the fork. Oh. It's always been the fork. It's always the fork. God. Yeah. Come on. Um. All right. Well, look. Let's get out of here, folks. See you, Crisp. See you, uh, Chadwick. Who's call me Crisp? No. <laughs> Chris, go back and listen. All right, I'm going to play that later on. I'll edit it out if it says crisp. I, I warn you right now. What? What's wrong with crisp? This is how you remind me of what I really am. <laughs> you Googled that, didn't you? No, I didn't. You know why I didn't? Because I never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing either. Uh, yeah. you're, going to get, you're going to get targeted ads on social media now. Yeah. He deserves yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, let's oh. let's end on let's end on the low note. Let's. All right. See you guys. See you losers. Bye. Bye. If I make people country, our world would be so overcrowded. Bring ourselves down to size. Searching for much more food to go around While I was on the first day We're falling behind the industries We put a man on the moon We're gonna need more Meanwhile, we'll keep acting big We will bring you the four people